Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins. Welcome to another episode of the New Grade Radio podcast, the podcast following the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. So as I reflect on my last six months in the ICU starting as a new grad, there's quite a number of little lessons that I've learnt that certainly made me a little bit more efficient when it comes to day-to-day practice as a nurse. Um, So that's going to be the purpose of today's episode. It's going to be providing a top five of some of the things that have certainly uh, made me a lot more efficient within the ICU. So starting at number five, my senses have become so heightened when it comes to smelling poop. (laughs) As, As strange as that sounds, I can usually tell now as soon as I walk into a bed space whether my patient has soiled themselves or not. Um, so what happens is we, by chance, maybe the wardies will be around and I'm able to, to call out to them um, to be able to ask if they've got some time. Um, otherwise, the way that we contact our wardsmen, which again, I've made an episode on the wardsmen before, um, is to be paging them. So I hop on my computer, I send a message through to say, hi, cubbies have two wardsmen for a cleanup uh, in bed, such and such. I push send and I wait, wait. So some of the things that I like to do as soon as I come onto my shift, before I even touch a patient, when I'm doing my initial checks, is I make sure that I have enough uh, materials for cleaning up my patient. So there's the individual little tiny like wipes that we have, they're called dailies. Um, So I always make sure I have a ton of dailies in my cupboard. Also make sure that I have enough of what we call blueies, so I think we all know what a bluey is, um, but then there's also another one which is called a Kylie. Now, Kylie is like a mega super duper large bluey. Um, so I want to make sure, because I've been caught out so, so many times, that I've got the wardsmen along, everyone's all ready for a cleanup, I've had an intubated patient, so I need to get another nurse to come stand at the head end, uh, and they're going to be holding the tube as we turn. So here we go, we've all turned. And then I check in my cupboard and there's nothing there. So then it's going to be a... And, and that's happened a few times now. <laughs> so then I have to go out, race out, go get a ton of stuff, come back all whilst the patient has still been turned. So it just slows everything down. So that's going to be my little helpful hint for number one. Um, so that's definitely going to be making sure that we have enough stuff to be cleaning up my patient with all ready to go. Number four. So... One of the most versatile pieces of equipment within the intensive care unit are towels, believe it or not. Um, Towels have so many different functions that are so, so helpful. Whether you're going to be rolling them up into a ball and you could use them to be pushing against someone's head to keep their head aligned, um, or whether it's going to be for patients who uh, are dribbling quite a lot with a lot of oral secretions. I'm able to lay a towel underneath that to collect it and absorb. Another awesome way of using a towel is going to be laying the towel on the patient when I'm performing mouth and eye cares so I don't get all different water and you know toothpaste and stuff all over the sheets. So towels are excellent and so I always keep at least two or three towels in my cupboard and you never know when I'm going to spill something or drop something and it goes all over the floor. Towels are a quick, efficient, little tiny piece of equipment which I can use to clean up anything and chuck it into the dirty into the dirty bin basket. So towels are always a nice little must-have in my cupboard. Number three. So as I rock up to my shift, one of the first things I look at 
when I'm walking into the room is I'm going to be seeing what medications my patient is on. Of course, there's other things I'm looking at, such as, you know, is my patient intubated and ventilated? Does it have the patient's own airway? Um, what's their ECG rhythm up on the monitor? All of that sort of stuff I'm taking in as sort of like a rapid assessment. But one of the first things I'm sort of looking at is what medications are going. So whether it's going to be, are they sedated on propofol? Do we also have other medications such as a uh, you know fentanyl infusion do we have a pca pump you know what medications do we have going so before my nurse who's handing over to me leaves i like to make sure that that nurse has double checked some medications for me so as i'm performing my check as the other nurse is still there i'll see how much longer each of these medications have left now it's not only how much time they have left but sometimes if the medications are going slowly then the medications we change every 24 hours so I'm making sure I'm looking at when that bottle such as propovol or when that medication was put up so I'm double double checking to make sure that it's not going to run out imminently so I always get the next nurse if the medication is going to be running out soon uh, or I'm just sort of getting prepared, I make sure that that nurse has double-checked some medications. So for something like propofol, it's quick and easy to be getting it checked, and then what I do is I hang it up behind the one that's already going. So that means that there's going to be no delay in a medication pretty you know, important, such as propofol. You don't want that running out, because otherwise it has a very, very quick half-life, and the patient can wake up if you're fluffing around. So always have that ready to go also another really important type of medication is going to be vasopressors so i always 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 have another little tiny bag of glucose as well as the medication they're ready to go and again i have things double checked already from the start so that means all it's going to take is a quick little tiny make it up and then it's all ready to go so it's it's just a little helpful little hint because you don't want to be on the spot really having to stress about getting some really important medications um, when push comes to shove. I like to make sure that all the equipment I have is all ready to go on standby. So that means, because again, there's so, you think you have plenty of time in the ICU, but when, medica when different medical teams start coming in and patient's family comes in and you've got a host of different medications to give and all these things start to get in the way, and there are times where you start to lose track of your time management. So even if it's a few hours in advance, I like to have it all there ready to go. So if it does need to get given pretty quickly, that it's not going to be any delay. Number two. So when I come onto my shift, I've taken handover, I've checked all my lines, I've done all that sort of stuff. I like to put everything away into the cupboard and organize everything. So I'll put it away and I'll get out my little toughies and I'll absolutely sterilize everything. Because to me, I'm starting fresh for that next shift. Um, and one drawer that I like to keep super, super organized is my drug drawer. So as I've mentioned on another episode, the way that each bed space, we have one drawer which is for 10 mil syringes, 3 mil syringes, all the syringes, drawing up needles, alco wipes, all of that sort of stuff is in one drawer. The middle drawer is going to be things such as um, extra infusion lines, you've got 
a, a bunch of just lines and other sort of stuff. And then the third drawer is going to be just for medications for that patient. Um, and what I like to do is I like to get a little tiny bowl. So we have like these green plastic bowls in ICU that I work in. Uh, and it's usually used for mouth and eye cares and stuff, or mouth cares. Um, so we fill it with water, we'll have a toothbrush and some toothpaste and we'll, that's how we sort of keep it moist and keep it all wet and that's when we, um, yeah, we do that. But anyway, another way that I like to use a little green bowl is to organise medications into that. So for example, if I need some suppositories, I've got some little tiny stickers for line labels, I've got all little tiny stuff which can just make your drawer really messy, I like to stick all of that into this little tiny green bowl. Uh, I then like to make everything sort of like Tetris star, uh, making it all neat into my drawer. Now not only does it look please aesthetically pleasing but by doing so I know exactly what I have in that drug drawer so I'm not double questioning whether I have something or not or just assuming that something's there because to be able to get the drawer nice and neat and tidy uh, also means that I know that I've touched it I've looked at it and I've seen exactly what's there and if I need to get something in a hurry it's all there ready to go so that's a little helpful hint for you as well Finally, we come to number one. So this is a follow-on from the clean and organized drug drawer. It's going to be ensuring that I always have a form of anti-emetic on standby. Um, I think I've talked about this on another episode right towards the beginning, that it's caught me out a few times when I have, I've had a patient just open their eyes and out of nowhere, they've just had a massive vomit. And for patients who are intubated, uh, we, we do not want a patient to vomit because it can definitely lead into a, an airway emergency and the last thing we want is for a patient to develop an aspiration pneumonia. Um, so again, having uh, mostly we have the first line management, unless the patient's contraindicated, is going to be Maxilon, also known as metoclopramide. Um, and second, we have on Dantatron. So I always make sure that the, one of the first things I do is I check the, the patient's PRNs, so medications we need to give as required. Uh, and most, most patients are going to be charted for some sort of uh, antiemetic, and most of the time it's going to be metoclopramide. Um, so I always make sure that not only is the medication in my drawer, uh, which I've organised and, and made sure I know where everything is, um, but I also make sure that I have a form of um, being able to draw that medication up um, if I need to in an emergency. So metoclopramide's nice and easy. It comes in a little tiny uh, plastic little ampule for which all you do is you twist the top off it, you'll open up your syringe and you'll screw the syringe straight onto it, draw out the entirety of the contents and then you go over to the patient to be able to administer it. Whilst on Dantatron's a little bit more tricky, where it comes in a, a glass ampule, uh, for which you need to crack the top, get your syringe, put a drawing up needle on top of it, and also uh, on Dantatron, the vast majority of the time, it's charted uh, for four milligrams and two mils, where the actual glass ampule presents in eight milligrams and in, in uh, four mils. So. You need to make sure that you're only drawing up half of that on Dandertron before you give it as well. So 
Uh, anyway, so again, I always make sure that that equipment is in my drawer ready to go. And that leads on to something I've talked about in a few episodes now. With, if you need to give a medication super quickly, making sure that when you're doing your safety checks at the beginning of your shift, that if you need to give a medication such as an antiemetic rapidly, you know how to give it in your patient. Now, most patients, if they have a central line, um, a lot of the time you'll have what they call a CVP line, um, which I've talked about before as well. It's just a thick tube um, that comes and attaches onto its own independent um, lumen on the central line, uh, for which we're able to unscrew a cap, screw the medication straight onto it after we've given it a quick uh, alco wipe, um, and then away it goes. So you whack, whack it into the patient. So. Again, at the beginning of a shift, make sure you know how to give medications in a hurry if you need to. Uh, that's a nice little helpful hint. So, anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's um, it's taken me a while to, to get used to all this sort of stuff. It, it does take a while. It takes a lot of things happening. Um, times where things will catch you out um, before you start to really learn um, your own way of doing things and what ways you can make your day-to-day practice a bit more efficient. So I hope you've enjoyed it and uh, I can't wait to talk to you next time.